Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sound of the Economy. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Today's episode is the Sound of the Economy. Brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance. Today, we welcome Chad Horning, who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Investment Officer at Everance. Chad, uh, welcome to the fire, I guess I I should say. You know, economics and investments and finance and the economy and so on and so forth is at the top of almost everyone's uh, uh, chat list right now. But that's something you do every day. So, yeah. you know, it may or may not be comfortable to turn the television on every day, but it's what you do, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I have friends that don't pay attention to finances and business that often, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing just fine. And I tell them that that's, that's okay. They yeah. don't have to. That's what I do <laughs> and try to keep on top of what's going on around the world as best I can so that I can be uh, give a good advice to our clients and mm-hmm to our advisors who are helping individuals. And being able to help take care of them. Let's peel the onion back a little bit. Just sure. tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in Goshen, how long you've been with Everance, your current sure. role, et cetera. Sure, yeah, we uh, moved to Goshen in 1998, right around now, fair mm-hmm. week actually. <laughs> um, and I started at Everance a, f- a couple of months after that, mm-hmm. but uh, I've been in the investment uh, section of Everance ever since I came. Managing portfolios for a while, but more recently in the last decade or so, uh, supervising the folks that are in the trenches every day, Mm -hmm. um, dealing with investments. Um, Before that, I graduated from Goshen College, but I was gone for about eight years in Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania doing some other things, Mm -hmm. but uh, followed my wife, Michelle, who teaches at the college, and that's what brought us back to Goshen. So, and we're certainly glad you're back part of the community and certainly glad to have you as part of Everance. in your role, um, trying to keep level mm-hmm. is something that's an everyday occurrence. Right. So I guess in a nutshell, when volatile times come, what are some of the things that people really need to tune into as far as their investments are concerned, as far as the economy is concerned? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's important to remember that a lot of these, uh, you, you mentioned volatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these things are cyclical. Uh, it's hard for us to anticipate that they're on the same cycle all the time, that they, ever, they come every certain number of years. But there's a lot of familiarity with the cycles that economies go through. They go through booms and hopefully not big busts mm-hmm. over time. One of the things that we remind people to do is to, first of all, uh, if, if you have an advisor, I hope you do, whether it's an accountant or it's a financial advisor or somebody that pays attention to markets, every day. Mm -hmm. It's important to check in with them um, before you make any rash decision. And we find that most people make bad decisions when they make them under duress or making them in a hurry. And if you can just calm yourself down, turn off the TV for a little bit and think about whether or not you're on your longer term uh, trajectory, your Mm -hmm. longer term plan, then, then maybe no decision is the best decision. And in, in that case, it's one of those things of letting things play out. I'm, I'm interested in today's news sure. um, from you know, not paying attention to the headline, et cetera, but, but looking at 
it's almost, it, you can't call it volatile, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, you can't call it textbook. Yeah. Uh, on, and I go back to a conversation I had, it's probably about six weeks ago with one of our leading RV manufacturers. And, mm-hmm. and I said, well, in all honesty, how, where are we? And yeah. he said, well, it depends on what the headlines read. Yeah. Because he said, we're going to be down 20, 25%. Mm-hmm. He said, so if that's the headline, then, you know, obviously we're going to be like, oh. He said, but we're also going to have the third best year we've ever had. And if right. that's the headline, people are going to feel pretty good. So I yeah. look at just this last weekend, Chad. Inflation came in at 9.1, 9.2%, depending on which one you read. And you're going like, ooh. But then the jobs report comes in. Right. And we add more than a half a million jobs. Those two things don't seem to go together. Yeah. So for a financial guy, what for, do you see? Yeah. There's a big debate going on right mm-hmm. now, as you alluded to in your comments, about whether or not we're truly in a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the back of the envelope textbook answer is two successive uh, quarters of negative GDP growth, which mm-hmm. we technically have just experienced. But there's so many of these other positive underlying uh, factors that you mentioned. One is that people are beginning to call this a job full recession rather than a jobless re- recession. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the context of where these jobs are coming from is really shifting too. So if locally things are a little bit weaker here in manufacturing, RV in particular, um, where a lot of the job, job growth came the, uh, across the country this last uh, month was in services jobs. Mm-hmm. People are traveling, they're going on vacation, they need their hotels and rental cars and things like that. And so with this really big country, with a very complicated uh, economy, you can have both things happening at the same time. You can have rough times, inflation high, hitting people with lower incomes, really making it feel like a recession. Mm-hmm. And then others who happen to be uh, lucky enough to be in industries that are performing really well, feeling like it's maybe not the best of times, but it's pretty close. You know, we talk, we've been through, of course, the 2007, 2008, 2009 was the last really big long-term hit. We had the COVID crunch mm-hmm. that we're still recovering from, but you have to go back, I think, all the way to 2007, 2008 to kind of get a picture of what happens when things dip. Um, that was uh, a time when we lost an awful lot of jobs yeah. as well. It was a time when housing, kind of the bubble mm-hmm. burst, et cetera, and there were some other factors. Those things just don't seem to be present right now, which right. I think makes it hard for an investor yeah. like yourself to look at the long term and go, oh, yeah, I'll just rub my crystal ball here and this yeah. is what pops up. Right. Yeah. I, I said that these things are cyclical mm-hmm. often, um, but every one of these recessions has a different feel to it, mm. uh, just like the booms have a different feel to it. Um, we if will make a mistake if we're looking at um, housing or credit as the problem that we're experiencing right now. That was last the last recession's problem. Mm-hmm. This one uh, is probably inflation. It's the first time we've had inflation this high in 40 years. And I would say for investors, for any of us, I'll count myself in this category, mm-hmm. if you're under 60, you haven't had adult working years experiencing 9% inflation ever. And so that means that people are looking at this with fresh, sort of a fresh experience. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about uh, inflation. What I what I do counsel people to think about as it relates to investing anyway, is that history has shown that if you stick with it for decade after decade, typically the U.S. stock market and, and the global stock market has rewarded you. 
Mm-hmm. What's what's um, hurt has been when people run for the exits, thinking that they're going to turn on a dime and get be able to get back in when things turn around. The problem is the the same fear that made you leave the market is the is the fear that will keep you out of the market when you mm-hmm. should stay in. That's why if you can help it and if you have the time horizon to do it. We encourage people to stay put if they can. But so much of it is psychology. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I'll, I'll use my own case uh, in 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, I had just gone into the financial industry, just beginning my career at Mutual Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 54, 53, 54 years yeah. old. I knew I had working years. I knew I had plenty of time. Yeah. Now I'm semi-retired. I'm 67, and I'm looking at it and going, yeah. you know, I don't know if my psychology is the same. How much do you folks at Everance and, and other financial mm-hmm. advisors, how much of a factor is that for you when dealing with clients? It's a, it's a big part of assessing someone's uh, financial objectives mm-hmm. and their, their ability to attain them. Um, I often tell people, and I don't meet with clients on a regular basis, right. but as I'm chatting with folks, I just remind them to, to think about if, um, if, if they're invested so aggressively that they have trouble sleeping at night wondering whether or not it's going to be enough mm-hmm. they're they're probably too aggressive um that that measuring uh success has to be something that's very personal you have a goal you have there's there's some dollars associated with you you feel like you need to re- attain a certain mm-hmm. level but on the other hand you you can't earn what the market isn't willing to give mm-hmm. and so um getting to someone's um objectives their tolerance for risk what they're willing to uh, put up with in terms of downside in order to maybe attain something um, is really important. But as you mentioned for yourself, as you're closer to that time when you need to be drawing on retirement savings Mm -hmm. exclusively, uh, then you really should be thinking a little bit more conservatively. Although we hope, Vince, that you're around 20 years from now. We're hoping that goes as well. That that you uh, can invest in markets. But but you still have to change your perspective when, you're, when your time frame gets shorter and shorter. Well, and I realize this seems very simplistic, but you know, we had the conversation uh, in our house back in 2007, 2008, yeah. et cetera. And with young people getting ready to go into college, a lot of yeah. other factors that don't exist today. And I do remember counseling with my bride, and she said, well, where did that money go? And I yeah. said, hon, it was never really there. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, there right. were numbers on a sheet. And, and they're going to come back, and yeah. you know, historically, this is what we do and everything else. And like I said, I realize that is a very simplistic view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just seems like a relaxing view. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, we're, we're talking about financial markets and right. savings and retirement. Um, that, uh, that shouldn't be the only measure of how things are going uh, in right. your life and in the world. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, it it the time frame does matter. So I don't want to to gloss over the fact that if you need to retire or you need to make a big expenditure at a particular time, mm-hmm. that that could be an inopportune time. It could be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so if you can spread out expenses over time, if you could spread out or um, forego big expenses like a boat or something mm-hmm. that you've been wishing for. That helps you to manage yourself across those ups and downs that are inevitable. So my retirement villa in the Bermuda, you know, somewhere is uh, probably off the chart, at least for a while. I don't know. I don't know what your situation (laughs) is. Chad, when you look at the local economy, um, what's your view right now? Yeah. 
I, I don't have real close connections with mm -hmm. it other than some friends, uh, just like like you do. Mm -hmm. um, and they're start, starting to see a, a little bit of softening. I looked at unemployment numbers here for the county, and uh, they're still really low, mm -hmm. but they've they've moved up a little bit. And I've heard about a few a few closures. Um, the fact that gas prices are coming down, I think, is probably really positive for our local economy. Mm -hmm. Five dollar gas isn't isn't great when you're <laughs> when you're selling RVs. Yeah. Now we're down around four, and uh, so I think that could be encouraging for folks. Um, I love the entrepreneurial spirit around here, and that that's what gives me encouragement that that something will rise from weakness mm -hmm. that um, we can't quite anticipate. But I'm optimistic. Well, and that's you know sitting here in this office, you know, I look across the alley, and there's Janus motorcycles, and yeah. You know, then we walk up and down Goshen and we see some of the entrepreneurs and what they're yeah. doing, especially in the hospitality or yeah. the restaurant industry. We are in kind of a unique situation in terms of where the economy is. And, and you know, it may be a little bit of a relaxing in the manufacturing economy, but the mm -hmm. service economy is going to benefit because we're going to, you know, we're going to get weighted on in less than 45 May minutes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it, it really has been a peculiar Kind of recovery here, mm -hmm. where uh, you, you named it. We've all experienced um, sort of less than the, the level of service that mm -hmm. we would have expected, and we we understand uh, the proprietors, and we uh, hopefully uh, go in with a lot of grace when we go to a restaurant or a hotel. But um, yeah, it's it's been strange. It's been very different. So, bottom line, as we as we bring this to a close, sure. um, one of the best things people can do is. Get a financial advisor if you don't have one already. Yeah. But the other is just, you know, like keep calm, uh, maybe turn the TV off a little earlier than you normally do yeah. and uh, watch things play out. Yeah. I would love to encourage people not to look at financial markets every day. Mm -hmm. If you're not likely to make a change every day, don't, don't look every day. Mm -hmm. Tune in once a week. Tune in when you get your statements. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. But but don't obsess over it. Uh, you won't be able to change your situation on a daily basis anyway. So the headlines may be one thing, but yeah. uh, real life sometimes is another. Exactly. Appreciate you dropping by, Chad. Yeah. And uh, thank good you. luck because I know you filled plenty of phone calls. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> depending on you know when when uh, one thing happens or another. Uh, this is the sound of the economy, part of the sound of Goshen here. Uh, Remember, you can tune into the sound of the economy. You can turn into the sound of service, the sounds around town, and the sounds of success. Sound of the economy brought to you in part by Everance. It's a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host, Vince Turner.